spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It's another episode of Max Mike Movies, that show where two guys poo-poo movies they caca can't believe were ever made. (laughs) See what I did there? Baby jokes. Funny. (laughs) Or are they? We're right at the end of the (laughs) You Can't Make Me, You Can't Make Me series, a kind of video poker where each week we choose a movie we hope will make the other pine for the fjords or at least fall to their knees and cry. Each movie is our hand, and whichever movie causes the most damage wins. So far, it's Mike 2, Max 1. Can our erudite eruptor, Max Levine, come from behind to tie up this mess? Or will Metric Mike Loose run away with the giant pile of chips? Cow chips, that is. Stay tuned as we enter the final hand. Eruptor? I... I, Eruptor? Yeah! (laughs) You erupt things. You're very erusive. Eruptive? (laughs) I don't know. All right, now we have to make one of those little announcements. Mm. Usually these things elicit one or more or many apologies from yours truly. This time, it's more or less the fault of the whole movie-making industry. Mm. How was I to know that there was a movie so gloriously awful that it simply wouldn't be available anywhere at any price? Well, Yeah, I was thrown. I was thrown. I I thought Baby Geniuses 2 was available from some streaming company. Right. Nope. Nope. Not one. I tried them all. Hulu, Netflix, YouTube HD, iTunes, Amazon Prime. Nothing. None of who, them had it. Who the knew? Old, yeah, who knew? The Max only didn't, he, and he got two-thirds of the way through the movie before he realized he had to wrong. I was watching the wrong movie and did not realize it. Yep. It's that good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so somehow if you watched Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2, in preparation for this week's show, someone somewhere will apologize. We had to make a substitution. Max instead watched the original Baby Geniuses. I only hope this does hurt Max while not hurting my chances at winning. So, dear listeners, somewhere, someone apologizes. Indeed. If you're quiet, you can just hear it on the breeze. (laughs) It seems to whisper Louise. But before we go any further... (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Before we go any further, we have business to take care of, of course. Hey, you like podcasts? Of course you do. That's why you're listening to our podcast on either the Apple iTunes podcast app or the Google podcast app. Your choice. You can also find all of our episodes on our super nifty dandy handy website, which is maxmikemovies.com. There you can find the episodes and leave comments ooh, or suggestions uh, where we can go, what we can do with ourselves. <laughs> You can also find us on the social media. That seems to be the hip, exciting thing these days. And by hip, I mean, oh, my hip. Uh, you can, that means you can find us on Facebook. And you can also find us on Twitter, where we are both Max Mike Movies. Uh, Want to email us about show ideas or eventually if we do another contest? You can use our super amazo, no cost today, email address, us at MaxMikeMovies.com. I'm Mike, that's Max. Are you still there, Max? Oh, could somebody please could somebody please tell Mike I'm not speaking to him? <laughs> the, that's a sort of what we call a foreshadowing mm-hmm. of uh, how Max might have liked my choice. Remember, yeah. he couldn't watch my actual first choice. Yeah. He had to substitute a film he thought was yeah yeah. So uh, with this series, what we did 
was we decided that one of us gets to play safe, i.e. we just inflict the damage, and we don't have to watch the movie, and we just guess at the plot. So what I did is I actually watched the preview, which I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen this film, is painful enough on its own. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is give what I think is the plot for this film, assuming it has one, and Max will then swoop in and say, Dear gods, someone kill this man. Or <laughs> just correct me as for my plot guesses. So the show the plot as best i can tell by watching the preview this story if it can be called that goes thusly as we age we get dumber and dumber as evidenced by the fact that someone made this movie sorry mm. sorry start again as we age we get dumber and dumber dr kinder <laughs> a get scientist it? a scientist of the lowest sort make get it sorry <laughs> Maybe if you go out into the garden, it'll become clearer. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the the scientist of the lowest sort makes the amazing discovery that babies, yes, babies, are not only highly intelligent, but they're communicating all the time, running governments and amusement parks or something. The babies find this out, and they're not happy. So unhappy are they, they do things to make the adults look even more stupid than they already are. Adults like... Dom DeLuise, Christopher Lloyd, Kim Cattrall, Peter McNichol, and K K K K K Kathleen Herner. Yeah, remember she uh, did it to herself, folks. There's a plot yes. with spy things, training montages, and stuff happens. What? I can't tell. And all through it, we have babies talking and saying the darndest things. Woot! Am I close? No, Max. not really. <laughs> I mean, oh, you, got, okay. you got some of it, but not really. Uh, kind of. So if you would, before yes. I do trivia, tell us, tell us what is the plot of All Baby right. Geniuses? The plot of Baby Geniuses. It came out, by the way, in 1999. It's his 20th anniversary. <sighs> <laughs> do I hear a remake beg? Oh, Lord. <laughs> what, what do you mean, remake beg? This movie has had four, count them, four. Four sequels. Now, wait, wait, wait. Leave that for trivia. Because hmm. there's more to it than you think. Yeah. You go on with the plot, would no, you? No, there isn't. Uh, the <laughs> plot. So, babies. You know how it, it seems like they don't know anything and can't do anything? Well, apparently you're wrong. According to this movie, up until the age of two, babies all have super intellects and can tap into some kind of collective brain thingy that's never explained allowing them to communicate with each other in their own private language while also understanding every other known language at one point they run a super magic computer program on a baby's finger painting and it turns out the kid's writing in cuneiform uh-huh yeah the evil dr kinder played by oh, why kathleen turner and her evil henchman, Dr. Heap, played by Christopher Lloyd. What did they do to you? I don't know you? what I was thinking. Oh. They've set up a clandestine research lab under the guise of BabyCo, a company that makes baby toys and theme parks. She is evilly studying babies in her evil lab and trying to unlock the, their brilliance in evil ways for her evil purposes, which are... Um, you know, I actually don't know. I don't really know why she's doing this. 
She doesn't really say, except something about... No, she doesn't really say. I don't know why she's doing it. No idea. Okay. Uh, Could it be... So, hmm? Stuff and Reasons? Stuff and Reasons. Those are two of her henchmen. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the most brilliant of the babies, Sylvester... Brilliant. Sly... Uh-huh. Uh, was, it was, is actually a child who was separated from his twin brother, Wit... Get it? Ah! Sly wit. Ah, ah. We'll let we'll stop here so you guys can all pick yourselves up off the floor from where you've been rolling around laughing. Well, uh, now wit was adopted by coincidentally, and yes, coincidentally, Doctor Kinder's niece and her husband, the Bobbins. Yes, the Bobbins, played by Kim Cattrall. And Peter McNichol from Dragon Slayer. What was her first uh, name? Daycare or something? Or it should have been <laughs> preschool. Uh, boy, you know I don't know what their names actually are, except mom and dad. Uh, wait, wait. Also, do, do you care? Hmm? Not even a little. Okay. To me, they were just you know Kim and Peter. Okay. Uh, they're also for some reason child researchers, and apparently Doctor Kinder has stolen a lot of their ideas. Apparently, which they've never thought of getting a lawyer or something. Okay. Uh, they run a daycare with various wacky helpers, including the sort of handyman, I think, played by Dom DeLuise. There's nothing oh, handy about Dom, Dom DeLuise. <laughs> and, a, and they have a, because this is the 90s, they have a sassy black friend who is played by Academy Award nominee Ruby D. For God's sake, this woman is, is is like royalty. But any, and they have a wacky teenager working for them who enjoys dressing up in weird costumes, and I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Sly is a, is an escape artist, and he gets away from Evil Co. and gets twin switched with his brother Wit. So he goes home, and Wit is taken back to the evil lab. Uh, hijinks ensue. Joy ends, hope <laughs> dies, and we all end alone in darkness. <laughs> that's that's the movie. That's Ooh. that's the movie, folks. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, trivia. Um, th th to be <laughs> fair, there wasn't much, which kind of reflects the, yeah. the thickness of the plot. Um, first off, Max hates me forever. <laughs> yep. With fire. With fire. So as Max mentioned, this movie did spawn sequels, sort of. It spawned one movie sequel and mm. a TV series that's been seen oh, so far in the Far East and Italy. <laughs> that's it? That's it. The episodes oh, of those shows were then collected into movies that were released direct to video. So, uh, yeah, because okay. we have two, two points of quality here. Whenever you collect episodes of something and try to box oh, it up as a movie. Oh, that always makes a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. And when you uh, put it direct to video, that's the other nail in the yeah. small coffin. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. The sequels were then named. Well, so, of course, the one that we wanted Max to watch, which was Super Babies. Yeah. <laughs> See, I tried to give you a superhero movie. I tried. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So the, the third of the series is Baby Geniuses and the Mystery of the Crown Jewels. <laughs> Can't even say the names of these without cracking up. No, Baby no. Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt and Baby Geniuses oh, yeah. and the Space Baby. <laughs> which I really hope was the star child from the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey, which comes along and just blasts them out of existence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, in the sequels, 
uh, which would have included Super Babies had Max been able to find it. The villain, yeah. villain in an obvious tie-in to Sherlock Holmes is named Moriarty and is played by John Voight. <laughs> wow. Oh, John, you were in the Deer Hunter. Jeez. Yeah, he was in the Crosshairs this time. Um, yeah. I did not know this next fact until I researched and had already made Max watch this. Uh, this is one of Roger Ebert's most hated movies. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> Good for you, Raj. <laughs> Wherever you are. Mm. Uh, the movie made mo mo its money mostly in the home video market. Remember when that was a thing? Mm. And as such, that's why they made those sequels. The one Max was supposed to watch got an even lower rating than this movie. Oh, and great. that's saying a lot because this movie's rating was 2%. <laughs> uh, the Super Babies had a zero. Yeah. Uh, the budget, and here's why. This is why we have four sequels. Budget twelve million, eventual take thirty-six million, a win. Wow! But not for the audience. There is right. no god. I'm sorry. No. What? Yeah. Uh, this is Dom DeLuise's oh, last is... released movie. That is so friggin' sad. Yeah. Well, you know, ever since Cannonball Run, things. Dom happened. DeLuise was funny. He was a funny actor. At one point. At one point, and then. And now there's this. Yeah. <laughs> God, this is like when so, you find out that Peter Sellers' last released movie was The Revenge of Fu Manchu or whatever it was. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. And that was and it came out right after being there. That should have been his swan song. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. I actually remember seeing Being There yeah. in the uh in the theater. That Me was too. A, that was a very touching film. Mm -hmm. Uh this was directed by the same man who brought us Porky's, the uh. fan one and two. Uh -huh. The family favorite Christmas story. Oh. And I'd be glad, Max, I, I didn't get this for you. A made-for-TV movie called Karate Dog, which stars a talking dog named... It stars a talking dog named Chocho, and that's not offensive on many fronts. Nope. No, not at all. No. Chocho. Cho Look it up, folks. Yeah. Uh, this movie is so dim, so poorly received, that that's all we have for trivia this week. Oh, and Max hates me. <laughs> so... I would like to point out, by the way, I could yes. have, tr I tried to do what Mike did, who threw himself on the sword to get a hold of Showgirls by buying the DVD. Except when I looked uh, this weekend and I looked at uh, Amazon trying to find it, it said to, I could find it, but delivery time was one to three months. Well, it's so popular. Well, I figure it has to be brought into the country and then kept in quarantine for a certain period of time before it's safe to use. Well, safe. Mm, comparatively. Before we move on to the biggest chunk of our show, I'd mm -hmm. like to make one more announcement. I have already checked, and lucky me, Max's hand for next week, Freddy Got Fingered, is available. So we will be moving forward as we previously promised. Yay. Oh, good. <laughs> No substitution. Uh -huh. Yeah. The best part is, is that Max called me last night. I think it was about 1030. Mm -hmm. So, and oh, yeah. uh, we, we record the show the pro the following day on uh, around a little afternoon. So less than 12 hours to go, or a little more than 12 hours to go. Max calls me in a panic saying, um, have an hour through the movie. <laughs> Says, oh, I, I don't have the right movie. Sorry. Yeah. So it's like, I eh. didn't realize I was watching the wrong movie until I was two thirds into it. Because all I'm thinking at the beginning is, wow, this is really sketchy. There must be details in the previous movie that they assume we know. Like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. This is it. They just didn't bother. So uh, now moving on to the 
center section, mm. the, the part that is bracketed in our show. The lowdown. Max, Yo. this is a question I've asked you many times before, and I think I can gauge by the tone of your voice in the end of our last show. How much were you dreading watching this film? I was really dreading it. This film, both, you know, either this or the sequel, were had really bad reputations as terrible, terrible movies. So yeah. I was really not looking forward to it. The sad thing is, at least Baby Geniuses 2 was an hour and 28, was, sorry, was 85 minutes. This was 94. So I oh, had to well. deal with almost 10 more minutes of bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have a, a big name cast. Oh, God, um, yeah. I mean, sadly, I mean, I'd probably the least members of this cast, and that's still saying something, are Peter McNichol and Ruby D, which is both of I mean, Peter McNichol's fine. He actually has been in our show before. He was in Dragon Slayer. Yep. He's probably best known, I'd say, for Ally McBeal. Um, yeah, probably. And then uh, Ruby D, I'm sorry, did you know, I didn't look her up, did you, do you know what film she had her nomination for? Raisin in the Sun. She was a stage actress. She was uh, nominated for that, for, I believe she was nominated for a Tony in that, for that as well. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, that was the big thing. Uh, because she, uh, she also was in Cat People, Do the Right Thing, the Jackie Robinson story. She's done a yeah. lot. You know, we've got Christopher Lloyd, Kim Cattrall, who, to be fair, man, talk about a gamut. I mean, she's been, has she only been in one MST movie or was it two? Uh, I thought it was only one. Yeah, Alien from L.A.? Is no, no, City Limits. City Limits. Yeah, City Alien Limits, from right. L.A. is Kathy Ireland. Oh, well, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Christopher Lloyd, who, you know, is wonderful. Mm. And Kathleen Turner, uh, who, who is wonderful. So was there any standout performance in this film at all? Not one. And no. sad... How about by the babies? <laughs> I will reach through the internet and punch you. <laughs> you know, the really, sad, the really sad thing is Kathleen Turner can really, if she wants to, she's really good at playing an over-the-top bad guy. She's yeah. really fun in things like Steve Martin, a little-known Steve Martin movie called The Man with Two Brains, and she does a lot That's of voice work. That's one of your work. favorites. Oh, yeah. And uh, she has all these moments where you can tell she wants to let loose and do a whole boah-ha-ha evil villain, and all I can figure is she was tired or... The director didn't want her to because she throws it all away. And she's trying to play it. She doesn't, I, mean, I won't say she's playing it straight because she's a little cartoony, but it's it's too understated. It's not interesting. And Christopher friggin' Lloyd, who is a, a, who can be, we have seen him literally play a human cartoon. He's dull in this. He doesn't get to do anything. How do you have him in your movie and waste him like I swear they obviously let Dom DeLuise improv please god let that dialogue have been improv because it's just uh, otherwise it just uh, I'm afraid he was having an episode or something because a lot of it just doesn't make sense but why couldn't you let I mean Christopher Lloyd can do that too oh yeah so um I, I have to uh, focus on the fact that Max has just told us that the performances in Baby Geniuses were too understated. <laughs> yeah, they were too... Uh, I mean, they could have got... One of the things I kept writing in my notes is, who is this movie for? 
I honestly don't I'm, know. I don't know if it's for small children. That's the only thing I can figure. Who like to watch children flummoxing adults? Uh, and yeah. I mean, these first of all, these are not babies. These are toddlers. Because mo- also one of the oddities, especially with Sylvester, is who is six, by the way. <laughs> uh, oh, the kid, the actor was six. I, I, yes. I, so talk about playing outside. We've talked about this. Hollywood stop hiring people to play well outside yeah. their age we're, we're noticing we we're it. really noticing <laughs> it's three times the age of his part yeah. that makes no sense yeah <laughs> yeah and uh the other thing is all right you want to argue that they they're intellectual geniuses now this is by the way it's part of there's an aspect of i think middle eastern philosophy that suggests as children we are in touch with the universe and as we get older we forget this is right. very specific. It's literally like right when you turn two, or right around when you turn two, you lose it. Sylvester is not only super smart, he can do karate. He can do gymnastics. <laughs> there is a sequence where he beats up like four grown men. Okay. Yeah. And it makes... Was this believable? <laughs> yes, I was completely taken in by the magic. <laughs> It's ridiculous. And again, I could see, all right, this is for children. That's a children's fantasy. All right. Except it there is, is some humor. Sure, children being able to beat up adults? Of course it's a kid's fantasy. Okay. But there are some jokes in there that are really inappropriate or really weird. Sylvester... I'm hoping there was at least one kick to the crotch. Was there at least one kick to the crotch? There are three. And they aren't just kicks, you understand. One of the early scenes where we see the baby wit is he drops a monkey wrench on Dom DeLuise's crotch. Uh, and laughs. Evil. No, no, Dom DeLuise is, fun, is nice. Then later, Sly is fighting two bad guys and uses steps uses a ski like a seesaw and hits both both of them in the crotch. We'll get to that scene later because that one is just... It's just does the same joke twice, literally. Ugh. There's a sequence. Sylvester escapes from the lab. He doesn't know he has a twin brother. And he's wandering around generic city, probably Los Angeles. I don't know. Apparently it's Christmas, by the way, because you hear carols, but the only decorations you see are in one store. Well, they're expensive. So he's trying to... Uh, he's wearing his weird little baby jumpsuit, and he's trying to get... He realizes he needs a disguise. He climbs into a baby carriage uh, where there's a little girl baby... You know, they can all talk to each other, you understand. The babies can communicate. Right. And she he looks at her and says, I got a problem. Take off your clothes. And her response is, okay, slick, but at least you could take me to dinner first. Wow, okay. Yeah, and then when he leaves her baby carriage dressed as her, you hear her go, call me. So it's okay <laughs> if they're both underage. <laughs> oh, wrong and bad. <laughs> Wow. Wrong okay. and bad. Wow. And then there is the music in this movie. There's it's a musical? No. Oh. It is not a No, no. I did not in any way imply that. <laughs> it's talking about the background music. They keep doing things. Obviously, the whatever money they had in that $12 million budget went to the actors because they had nothing left to buy much music. So at one point uh during an escape slot, you hear this music and it's sort of but not quite the mission impossible theme <laughs> and then there's another one where it's not really but sounds like the great escape theme <laughs> which they use twice 
Okay. And yes, there is another, there are montage scenes. At one point, Sylvester has gotten out and for some reason he's in a Macy's and he's trying on different clothes. And they apparently have in children's sizes all like a full tuxedo and top hat, which he puts on and dances to Putin on the Ritz, the version by Taco. <laughs> yes. Oh, Disco. You have so many oh, yeah. things to answer for. And yeah, he also puts on a baby version of the John Travolta white Saturday Night Fever suit and yeah. dances to stay in alive. Roger Ebert really hated that part. I don't know if you knew this or not, but he, until he passed away, was the owner of that suit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was oh, like wow. he, that was a very favorite movie of his, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. So, no. And the baby, the performances, again, it's that trick of like computer animating the mouths like they do on animals to make it look like they're talking. Was it believable? I have to say, it did look like the mouths were moving. The voices and the acting of the children... <laughs> reminded me of a charlie brown christmas where they actually got five and six year olds okay and you could tell especially in some of their cases they couldn't act because they were small children and you don't expect them to so neither could these kids would have would the film have been improved if they instead had had adult voices doing baby voices honestly that's what worked in uh look who's talking right well no 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 no. you had a you had a no. baby with Bruce Willis's voice. Right, but what I'm saying is, would it have helped if there was an adult going, Gaga Goo Goo, we should go oh. get them and be a bit to stop them from evil and stuff like that. No, I think that would, no, that would have been worse. If, it, I thought okay. it, it would have been funnier if you'd given them actual grown-up voices. So what you're saying is there actually was a way to make this movie worse. <laughs> yes, I think it's possible. <laughs> you make a sequel. Uh, yeah, so the performances you said are at least the mouth movements look like mouth. Mm. So this is not necessarily the nightmare-inducing updated version of Clutch Cargo. No, no, it's not as creepy as Clutch Cargo, which was literally still pictures with the mouth cut out yeah. and a human mouth juxtaposed. Yeah, this is a really deep dig. This is actually a nightmare from my childhood. Uh, this is a little field trip we're going to take here. Clutch Cargo tested uh. the very definition of the word animation. So whenever there was a character on screen talking, it was a still frame drawn except for the mouth. And what they did was they filmed this woman's mouth against I don't know what and then superimposed the mouth over the character's mouth. The problem was, Mm. for whatever reason, when they shot it, the colors were somewhat enhanced and it looked like the person was wearing lipstick. And I I remember it looking like the mouth was bloody when I was a kid, which freaked me out. But when you did get some sort of movement, it was literally two drawings for the movement. And that's it. Clutch Cargo had as little actual movement as possible. Um, Mm. So when I saw the preview for this, I kind of it it brought me back and there were flashes and stuff like that. Um, I can understand that. Yes. Did did you see Look Who's Talking? I think there was a sequel, Look Who's Talking 2, if I remember correctly. There were two sequels. There was Look Who's Talking 2 and Look Who's Talking Now. Okay. But I saw the first one. Right. And that was cute. You know, it was cute. That's about it. It's not particularly memorable, but that had a pretty, you know, an interesting cast. You know, John Travolta and Kirstie Alley, George Siegel, and Bruce Willis as the baby. Hmm. Um. I wonder if this was like those films like um, The Abyss, where it's like people find out that... It was an abyss, that's true. (laughs) 
that they find out that there's going to be this big movie and hey we should jump on that bandwagon although i think look who's talking was in the 80s i think it was late 80s yeah so maybe it was not. it was er- it was earlier than this so maybe what he uh, did it might have the, the director maybe decided well if i let this calm down people will forget and then i can grab this great idea throttle <laughs> it and throw it against the screen so they they got i mean there was baby's day out and such and <laughs> poop jokes yeah yeah, a lot of poop. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, dirty diaper jokes. Ooh. A lot of the phrase diaper gravy gets thrown around a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we back up a second? Yeah, um, yeah. There, there was a phrase you used there, and I think that our, our audiences may not be as familiar with it as you are. What was that phrase again? That was diaper gravy. Okay. Uh, yes. Not to be the first T-shirt available from Max Mike. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. No. no. So, oh, I think- yeah. There's also some actually really disturbing aspects in this movie. Well, besides the the little uh, the date or whatever you want to call it. In yeah, the, whatever in you want to call that. I yuck, don't know. Yuck. That's just. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. There's others like Baby Co. puts together a theme park with all these robotic animals that move slightly, and you look at this going, "Wow, this is like Robo Jurassic Park waiting to happen," which is kind of what does happen. Okay. And they have a mascot, Baby Bunting, who is an eight foot tall animatronic monster. With a horrible, deep voice, which I would think would send children screaming into the night. Sounds like that scene in uh, Akira where the teddy bear comes in leaking of milk, it seems. Very similar. Very similar. Okay. So this movie rips off Akira. (laughs) I Kinda. Not really. All right. So the babies, uh, let me just take a guess. Do the babies get control of the giant baby and make it crash around going after the they evil They do. Of course, okay. they use their amazing hacking skills to take over the theme park and they turn all the robots against the bad guys. That's that's part of, oh dear, I've given away the denouement. <laughs> Mr. Smithers. Um, <laughs> so I saw in the preview that, and you mentioned this too, that there are, are, are baby athletics or baby acrobatics yeah. and baby... Um, I don't know what you'd call it, the, the martial arts. Uh, yeah. How convincing are those, Max? What do you What do you mean? <laughs> it's a watching a two year old do cartwheels. Of course, it's not convincing. Okay. Now they the the actual visual part. Yeah, I guess it's you know it doesn't look too absurd. Really? The concept. Yeah, I mean the way they actually do it is it's all right. Okay. But when you actually, yeah. The whole cognitive dissonance of watching, okay, uh, this kid is supposed to be about 19, 20 months old. No. Your brain just goes, no, that's no. Max, do you hate babies? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) I thought they were fine. Now I'm not sure. Now I think I'm growing to dislike them from this movie. I'm hoping that wears off. So do you think there was ever at any point... um, thought in the director's mind yeah i know uh an intent in the with the director to turn adults against the idea of babies (laughs) i maybe this was maybe this was some sort of uh bizarre population control experiment yeah like maybe the director was worried about overpopulation no of course not I don't, that would be giving them way too much credit. No, it's like, hey, this is cute, isn't it? You know, and we don't need things like a coherent plot or interesting characters or any chemistry at all between the leads. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's so sad. Kim Cattrall and Peter McNichol are supposed to be this loving couple, and you're like, have you two met? <laughs> 
Wow, that good. No okay. chemistry, zero. So now, now Christopher Lloyd, he is the the henchman, the of of evil no, conglomco or whatever baby. Yeah, he's kind of the number the number two guy. Yeah, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> yeah, Max the number two. Um, <laughs> so you said that that it was it was unclear what Doctor K. Dr. Kinder yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was was her plot was there there's literally she just needs to stop the babies or no she wants to somehow exploit them to do what I don't know I really don't uh, know. They, okay. she, they want to figure out like see apparently not only are these babies super intelligent they're theorizing that they actually know the secrets of the universe Okay. Whatever that means, and you know the you know, that they all know the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Yes. We all know is forty two. You're just asking and, the wrong question. Yeah. So her big thing, I think, is trying to figure out how they communicate, so they can communicate with the babies. By the way, Peter McNichol can understand the babies sometimes. Wow, that's not very kind. <laughs> Yeah, I and they never expl- it's something about being in touch with his inner child or he can pick up a word or two. It makes no sense. They never explore it or explain it. And people go back and forth between believing him completely and thinking he's making it up. So you're saying that this movie had some missed opportunities. <laughs> I had a lot of missed opportunities. I mean, little things like I don't know how little, you know, the two leads, Wit and Sly get switched. So Wit ends up in this lab and he's lost and afraid and wants his family back and he doesn't know how to do anything. He hasn't been, tra- these other babies in the lab have all been trained. They've all been exposed to really high levels of stimulus and kept away from television, except for one who they make a joke about because he rewired one of the monitors. This does not, by the way, stop Sly, who allegedly has never seen any popular culture from making an awful lot of pop culture riffs. Well, that's the best way to make a movie, right? Oh, yeah. But so Wit is there. And that's also part of the experiment is that uh, Dr. Kinder is arguing that her method, the Kinder method, uh, <laughs> is it would would create even more superior babies. OK. Yeah. But so there's a little bit done with, OK, here's how Wit reacts in the lab. But that, you know, they just drop that after half a scene. There is nothing about when Sly, who has been who has grown up in a lab, grown up, you know, lived his you know five minutes, how he would react when he's in an actual home with a family, and they could have done something with that and been a little schmaltzy and cutesy and stuff, but nothing, nothing. Well, maybe he was saving the the more um, nuanced stuff and the, oh, the more for the depth space for, baby. No, well, I was thinking of kung fu dog, but they're you know, yeah. karate dog. I'm sorry. No, uh, there are a ton of missed opportunities. Every they play it too safe. The nobody, the none of the actors are putting much of an effort in. Dom DeLuise is kind of trying, but I'm guessing his health wasn't that good at this time. <laughs> wow, isn't that a horrible thought? He's like, I know I'm dying. I must finish this movie. Yeah, I my my gotta want my family to have a little extra money. I don't know. And Ruby D, who really does try, but she has some such dumb dialogue, mostly making fun of the wacky teenager. Mm. And uh, and you can just see her going, "I was a, I was in real stuff. How did I get here?" Well, I, all of them have been. I got Dom. Mm. I don't know how real Dom DeLuise. He's been in a lot of like B level comedies. He, any t- a, a, any time. 
uh, Burt Reynolds did a comedy, he'd bring Dom along. I'm pretty sure he was in Cannonball Run. I can't remember. He was in all of the Cannonball Run movies. I, I saw Even those the ones the where Burt Reynolds wasn't. Like two and three? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Jackie Chan was in one of them. Yes, he was. He was in the first one. Yeah, Cannonball Run. And for... Roger Moore. Uh, oh, boy. Well, yeah. And Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin. It was one of those, let's just throw a lot of stars in. I assume it's like, let's see who's hanging around the lot. Put him in a co- costume. They shoot two scenes and we're done. Well, maybe that's how they made this. Um, yeah. you, you have to wonder what it was that they had over these people to get them in. Because mm. you could understand maybe, all right, we got Christopher Lloyd. Because $12 million, even in 99, was not a yeah. lot of money to make a movie. Yeah. And if you're going to have a lot of special effects, which this does, because anytime the babies talk, that has to be CG of some sort. Um, you wouldn't think that there was enough, and locations and stuff like that, you wouldn't think there was enough money to pay these people. So what did they hold over them? I I don't know. I mean, Christopher Lloyd, I, all I can assume is it was one of those you signed a four-picture deal and uh, you made three pictures that were decent. Well, you got to make this one too. Okay. That's the only thing I can, I mean, Peter McNichol is not a big name. No. He probably was happy for the work. Kim Cattrall, it was before Sex in the City, so she was not... And I think before Mannequin, or maybe not. <laughs> Let's face it, Kim Cattrall has never been an A-lister. Have you seen Mannequin? I did. I saw the first one. Which is better, this or Mannequin? Well, Mannequin, you see Kim Cattrall run around in her underwear a lot, so I would say that that, that Mannequin is better. <laughs> Wouldn't you say that something like that would actually have made this movie even creepier than it already was? Oh, it would have made it so much creepier. There's actually a scene where... Peter McNichol is trying to get romantic with uh, with, with his wife. You know, like, hey, you know, the kids are all asleep. And he's doing this by quoting, you know, The Night Before Christmas. Huh? Oh, that yeah. sexy, sexy poem. Yeah, that sexy, <laughs> sexy holiday stuff. And it's just, it's so, and he's like nuzzling her. And you're just going, you know, I think he's checking her for ticks. I'm not sure. <laughs> There's nothing romantic or warm or anything about it. You know, Max, I'm going to ask you to, to uh, refrain from using certain words when discussing this film, and two of them yeah. are nuzzle and warm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> although yeah. you may say diaper gravy as much as you want. <laughs> you um, know, the, the really sad part is at one point, uh, can Evil Co. sends two henchmen to Wit's house to recapture Sylvester. And he has set up a kind of home alone system to deal with them, which involves hitting them in the nuts with the ski. And one of them actually says to him, I think you've been seeing too many bad movies, pal. And I actually wrote in my notes, is is he talking to me? I think he's talking to me. <laughs> Look who's talking to me, too. I think, I think this actor was looking out of the screen and speaking directly to me. So, you're Max, you're saying this movie spoke to you. <laughs> I, this one character did, and I bless him for it. Wow. Um, so if, yeah. I, if I can backpedal a little bit, we're going to go back to the uh, the performances, such as they were. Because um, yeah. you were saying that they were understated. Would this film, do you think, have benefited from Ian McDermott? <laughs> you know, um, if, he, if they let him go full-on Emperor Palpatine... Sure, if they'd made him the villain and he was like, you know, unlimited powering his way around the room. and Sure, but honestly, like I say, Kathleen Turner could have done it, but she didn't. No. I, I, if they had made it more cartoony, more over the top, 
So it still wouldn't have saved it, but it would have made a couple of the performances less painful. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real shame. Um, mm. What was uh, God? What was his name? Uh, oh yeah. So w- would you say that uh, perhaps we might uh, have hoped for an Exorcist two era, say Richard Burton? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know if he could even have saved it. Because uh, you know what was behind this? Evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. No, I, I think this would have. This is beneath, but even beneath him, even beneath that movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. Look up Exorcist no, just, Two, folks. It's really worth seeing. Oh god. I know because you I. No, there's even a scene where one baby fat shames another. Really. Yeah. It turns and says, "You never heard of Weight Watchers?" Wow. Age two. Huh? Yeah. Because you have a lot yeah, of control over nice. that at that point. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nothing like giving a kid body image issues before he <laughs> before he can actually go to the bathroom by himself. Wow. Well, they can go by themselves. It's just, you know, it stays yeah, with them. Yeah. Um, so we have some weird, oh, so nasty... diaper jokes. Yeah. We have some weird, nasty uh, uh, hitting on scenes. We have some fat shaming. What yeah. else do we have, Max, that was as oh. or, or close to as insulting as that kind of thing in this film? Well, even just squicky. Oh God. Oh, squicky. Well, well, oh, that's easy. At one point, when Sylvester has uh, run away, the first person he runs into is a homeless guy who bursts out, says, "Whose little boy are you?" Ah! And then, the camera, then the camera cuts away. What, suggesting first, what? I don't know. Then they cut back, and then we see that the uh, the the homeless guy is like trying to clean up Sylvester with a with a scrubbing brush over his clothing and uh, telling him that he's going to uh, sell, he's going to get a reward for him. It's actually, you know, slightly less creepy. No, no, Except, it's not. <laughs> no. Then they, well, it's less terrifying than you think it's going to be. Okay. Because quite honestly, come on, a guy bursts out of a cardboard box at, a, at an unattended child. I assumed we were going to see a big stew pot. Oh, I see. I was thinking it might be a commercial for Count Chocula. Because <laughs> yeah. it's kind of the same plot, right? All right. Yes, and then, of course, you know, Sylvester beats the guy up and takes his clothes. Uh-huh. And is walking around in an oversized coat and a two-big hat and smoking a cigar. Just just like uh, uh, Baby What's-His-Name from Roger Rabbit. A little bit. Oh, well, we have a Roger Rabbit uh, a, a coterie here, because, of course, Kathleen Turner and Christopher and, yeah. Lloyd were both in Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Baby Herman. We should not mention any other works that those people were in, because... Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, the diaper cleaning service that the evil lab, the evil lab uses is called P. Oopy Bottoms. <laughs> Yep. Because the word oopy is oh. often used yes, to designate because, now. Yes, yeah, so this this guy, I felt really bad for the truck driver because he had to drive around town in a truck that's called Poopy Bottoms. Hey, maybe it was his name, uh, <laughs> Mr. Bottoms. Uh, <laughs> I could have been worse. It could have been, hey, call us when you have trouble. We're swirl of poop <laughs> diaper service. Uh, Flinging then, diarrhea. I don't know. And they have a recurring theme where... Sylvester and Wit have a psychic connection, you know, a la tw- like twins really do in real life. Uh huh. And most of the time, it's just, oh, you know, Wit feels someone calling to him. And then about three quarters of the way or so through the movie, uh, I uh, need a verb, Senator. Yes, yeah, three quarters of the way through the movie or so, they suddenly can simply communicate with each other telepathically. 
Ah. With no explanation. Well, you know what that is? Mm -hmm. That is foreshadowing for Super Babies. Yeah, it may be. I want to get something right out of the way, by the way. Right out, right now. Sly has never been a nickname for Sylvester. Yes, it has. With one exception, and that person is not Sly. So, just saying. Stallone, yeah. Because the words, the letters, of course, go in a different order. Hmm. So. I will refuse to call him Sly. I have, however, known somebody named Wit. Yeah. And there was also a famous character actor, uh, mostly from 60s and 70s, Whit named Wit Bissell. Bissell. Yep. <laughs> Wit Bissell, yes. Uh, notable, in my case, most for a guest shot on Star Trek. Yeah. But um, So there is at no time, I'm guessing, that you are not seeing what's coming. No, they, they pretty much... It's like they hand you the script in the first scene. The first, the opening sequence is the two villains basically saying, so, exposition, exposition, ah, but, exposition, 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 ah, but, plot point, plot point, plot point, ah, but, but, foreshadow, foreshadow, explanation of what's going to happen. So, do we see, at any point, in a situation not dissimilar to, say, Menudo, any of the babies turn 2.1 and suddenly drop out of the club. Yes. Actually, this oh. happens quite a bit. They call it crossing over. And at that <laughs> point... It's like dying. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's actually really disturbing. Because they even refer to it as, see you on the other side. Okay. Yeah. And for some reason, the babies refer to it that way, and then later the grown-ups start referring to it that way, despite never having heard this from the babies. Except for Peter McNichol, who may or may not have heard it right. from the babies. Yeah, no, wow. they cross over. They stop. They can't communicate with each other anymore, and they go back to Mama, Dada. One of the ta- huh. one of the taglines, I think, for, for the ads, and it's listed as quotable on the page, is Sylvester is at, at Wit's home with Wit's adult, Wit's sister who has who recognizes immediately that he's not wit and uh oh no wait sorry oh god i'm getting the plot mixed up well, not hard there's not much <laughs> well you weren't the first one <laughs> basically one of the babies says to one of the other babies hey say mama or dada it'll it, they'll go nuts and the sister says oh that's so dumb i want my first words to be the be the gettysburg address <laughs> yes pause for laughter because babies care about the whatever yeah, yeah. The babies know wow. what the gettysburg address is okay so, god so, sly going around doing like quoting going oh behave smoking he, he does he also does hasta <laughs> la vista baby does uh smoking so what show you're me saying the is... money <laughs> Before we list, we have the access, full access to all pop culture of all time. Is what you're saying? Yes, that uh, that is exactly what I'm saying. I'm going to go right now and say um, I'm really glad that two came very quickly. Uh, And in some cases, actually, with Max and I, two didn't come quite as forcefully as it did for other people because there's so much junk lodged in our brains. <laughs> Here's a story. <laughs> a lovely lady. lady. Yeah, yeah. Every plot of that show. Yep. Um, did this movie feel like any other movie you had actually seen? Uh, hmm. That is a, mm, no, not really. It, uh, so at I'll the give very it least some originality saying... there. It's, oh, no, wait. It did. What was I just thinking? It reminded me... 
The tumor's coming back. Oh, God, the animals. <laughs> it was... Uh, talking animals? Talking animals. Air bud? Eh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think it's something like this. Well, of course, that came later. There have... Are you thinking about the secret life of cats and dogs? No, no. That came much later. That came a lot later. No, but there have been movies like where uh, it turns out all the animals are sentient and can talk to each other or... Mm. Stuff like that. It, you know what it reminded me is like a bad version of Mindy and Buttons from Animaniacs. Uh, I'm sorry, a bad version. Yeah. There's a good one. Well, yeah, there's. <laughs> hey, some, I hey, love. There are some funny moments in some of the versions of uh, Mindy uh, and Buttons. Uh, uh. Um, so you said that you you had trouble with the uh, the physics yeah. as they were, but how was the choreography? <laughs> It's terrible. Nothing is... Yeah. The, the, the quote-unquote fight scenes are... I, mean, I swear, at one point, uh, Sly beats up a guy using Three Stooges moves. Complete with the sound effects. The nyuck, nyuck, yep, nyuck. Poke in the eye. Okay. How does he reach the guy's eye? He's standing on a sink. <laughs> okay. Yeah, also, I point out again, this kid's <laughs> under two, and he can walk, run, cartwheel, do gymnastics... Well, yeah, remember we talked about this. The actor's actually six. Yeah. So well, I don't. Know. Well, it's, then, that's it's, a remarkable it's Tom situation. Hanks and Mazes and Monsters all over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the the uh, the physical, the blocking, the so-called choreography is boring. It's badly done. It's unconvincing. Is there, in fact, even one tiny glimmering moment in this film? Uh, the end credits. Oh, they did the end credits well. Well, no, they existed, and then I knew the movie was over. I'm still trying to figure out, knowing the film was called Super Babies, and it's an hour and a half long, and you called I, me after an hour. How did you not know I it have in my Super notes, Babies? it's an hour into the film, where are the superpowers? <laughs> I just thought they were that bad. I thought it was that terrible a movie that it was going to be, oh, they're going to just cram it in the last 15 minutes. No, that was too good yeah. that I had to save it for the sequel. Apparently. I love the idea that somewhere in Italy there were people watching a TV show of this. <laughs> oh. to, all, to our Italian friends and brothers and sisters, we're so sorry we did that to you. Yeah, every once in a while I come across some, some cross-pollination of things. Um, one of the, my favorite was, and I still cannot figure out why this ever happened, somebody got me on tape an episode of the Beverly Hillbillies as dubbed in Japanese. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> And I just watching. Well, she that there's Granny going Jedu Jedu, and I'm like, how does this make any sense to anybody in Japan? Yeah. How and what? I, Do they I just, know what a hillbilly is? I don't know. <laughs> I don't does know. Does anybody outside of the U.S. know what a hillbilly is? I mean, apart from well, the fact that now they all think we're all hillbillies. I do actually know the Italian word for redneck because I asked. Uh -huh. um, and that is Campagnolo. Okay. So technically, this would be, I don't know, the Beverly Campagnolos. <laughs> I'm sure it's in Italian, too. You know, because uh. every once in a while I talk to somebody that, that lives in, a, in another country, and I find out how much we've inflicted on them. Yeah. I don't know why we just haven't been pummeled. Yeah. I really don't. Because some of the worst crap we've ever made has shown up, and it's like, oh, we need to dub this. Okay, whatever. Oh. Uh, Green Acres, you oh, know, which I, I do like. But it's like, why would... Okay. This is another one of those things. It's like, you know, this is too good to continue in America. We're going to continue in oh. the Far East. Hey, Thailand, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. Baby geniuses and the crown jewels. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, 
last question, and I haven't asked this in a couple of shows um, before I move on. Um, was it in focus? <laughs> <laughs> it was in focus. I will give it that. Okay. Is there anything left from your notes that you'd like to get off your chest before I ask you uh, uh, your feelings on this film? Oh, there are plenty, but it really doesn't matter. Oh no! Yeah. It's hit you that hard, Max. No, no, it'll be, it'll get better. No, there are good movies, Max. Max, no, there um, are. Um, there's nothing. Godfather. Um, um, uh, um, uh, the, the the big sand movie. Um, um, big um, sand movie. The big sand movie with Peter O'Toole. Um, um, big you know, sand big movie. Sand. What the the uh, Attack of the Clones? What? No. <laughs> I don't. Lawrence I don't Arabia, like. Max, Max. I don't like um, sand. Um, it's coarse and rough. It gets everywhere. <laughs> It's not a musical, Max. Yeah. No, there, there's good movies, Max. There's yeah. good, luscious... And someday, we'll talk about those again. <laughs> hey. But, for now, yeah. we're going to wrap this up. Max! Yeah, you already know the answer. The Roundup. This was terrible. <laughs> I mean, uh, most... Again, for a children's movie, okay, sure. Bright colors, lots of movement, it moves along. Uh... I could see this Big for small stars. children. Okay. For maybe. But honestly, How small? it's kind of long. I mean, it's over an hour and a half. Yeah. So I don't know. I honestly do not know who the target audience for this was. Well, maybe that's why they went to a TV show. They could have nice, you know, three, four-minute episodes. That would make more sense, quite <laughs> honestly. Well, they couldn't have been long because it was like three episodes per movie. Mm. And the word movie, of course, is in quotes. Yeah. But there you go. Um, so, you know, because we're going to have to be doing this as a competition, what kind of hand did I pull? Uh, I'd say this, let's see, in terms, so like the worse the movie, the higher the hand? Yeah, because last yeah. time that I, then I had one straight? last one. Yeah, I'd say this one's I a flush. A, and that beats a straight, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Wow, yeah. man, I picked good. Mm -hmm. That's a real skill you should be proud of. <laughs> I must admit, I was chortling with glee to use a word that coined by um, Alistair Crowley, and I, I don't remember his name. <laughs> Lewis Carroll. Uh, Lewis Carroll, Leo G. Carroll, whatever his <laughs> name was. Uh, when I saw that two percent on the 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 Rotten Fruit yeah. site, I was I was quite happy because I figured I, I must I must win. I will win. Of course, there's winning and there's winning because next week mm. I get fingered. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't know. There are people who call this thing some kind of surreal masterpiece, but mostly uh -huh. I've just heard it's terrible. And quite honestly, Tom Green is one of those people. You just see him and you go, why isn't he covered in bees? <laughs> bees? Yes. Stinging him to death. Oh. You know, lots of bees. So, I had forgotten who Tom Green was when, when you mentioned you Tom should. Green. <laughs> All I could picture was red green from, you know, and, and I saw the, I went and looked it up to make sure it was on iTunes and I saw his picture and he's like, oh, he's one of those kind of vaguely, I want to be slacker kind of yeah. comics that's not at all funny that we certainly quickly forgot about. So, yeah. So Freddie got fingered for next week. Um, before I get fingered, Max, any parting <laughs> shots, uh, any, any words of wisdom, any, any, any morals or meanings you might have gleaned I, from i hope you get Jesus. infected hangnails on every finger <laughs> so next week you will hear max alone <laughs> we'll we'll be recording separately yep. uh so next week i get fingered until i get fingered <laughs> please stop I'm leaving saying you, that <laughs> i leave you with my baby genius max <laughs> oh, 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 wah, wah. i'm going to sit here and poop myself now enjoy some diaper gravy <laughs> 
This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench. Thank you.